God's commands deserve a second reading. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Think about the many things you desire in life. What would make up your list? Perhaps there are many good things that would be included, such as a desire for strong family relationships, good health, a happy life, good friends, and financial security. Perhaps there are other things that would be included, such as a success in an occupation, nice vacations, perhaps a new home, and fun adventures in life. If you were to make a list like this that began with your deepest desire, what would come first? We might all know what should come first, but if you were honestly to examine the desires of your heart right now, what would be on the top of your list? Ideally, the first and greatest desire of our souls would be the two greatest commandments. Above all else, you will desire to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Is that the deepest desire of your heart? What's important to note is that we ought not love God with most of our heart, soul, and mind. We don't love him with 51% and then allow ourselves to disseminate the other 49% to other loves. No. 100% of our love must go to God. God must be the single and exclusive object of all our love. If you were to give to God 100% of your love, what would you have left? What would you have left for others? The glorious nature of our love of God is such that we love more love, the more love we offer to God, the more we must give away to others. When we give our love to God, he does not take it away from us and keep it for himself in a selfish way as if he is jealous and possessive. Instead, loving God transforms our ability to love in such a way that we have even more than we started with. We are limited creatures. We are limited in our ability to love. God is infinite, and his love is infinite in nature. Therefore, when we give our limited love to God, we receive back from him his infinite love. This love is then able to overflow from our lives and can be distributed without reserve. So back to my original question. Do you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind? If you do, then it means that every part of who you are is caught up in the mind and will of God. It means that you continuously seek to understand God and all that he has revealed to you.
It means that you seek to comprehend his perfect will for you every day of your life. It means that you choose only that which God wills and that you do so with passion, zeal, and fervor. It means that you are continuously attentive to God, respond to his gentle promptings of grace, and are led by him every moment, every day of our lives. That's a high calling, but it is calling that we have been given. Then and only then will we be loving ourselves with the love of God by opening ourselves to his outpouring of love. And only then will we be able to act as an instrument of God's love to all of those around us. Reflect upon the high and definitive calling that have been given, has been given to love God with every fiber of our being. Your love must become all-consuming and must be total and without hesitation. It will require the complete sacrifice of our lives, the full purging of our sins, the denunciation of all selfishness, and a heart that is open to the infinite power of God's transforming touch. Because God commanded this, it is possible. It is possible to become a great saint. Shoot for nothing less. Never give up on this high calling and know that it is the only way to the fulfillment in life that we all deeply desire. In New York City, on a cold day in December, a little boy, about 10 years old, was standing before a shoe store on the sidewalk, barefooted, peering through the window, and shivering with cold. A lady approached the young boy and said, My, but you're in such deep thought staring at that window. I was asking God to give me a pair of shoes, was the boy's reply. The lady took him by the hand went into the store and asked the clerk to get a half dozen pairs of socks for the boy. She then asked if he could give her a basin of water and a towel. He quickly brought them to her. She took the little fellow to the back part of the store, removing her gloves, knelt down, washed his little feet, and dried them with the towel. By this time, the clerk had returned with the socks. Placing a pair on the boy's feet, she then purchased him a pair of shoes. She tied up the remaining pairs of socks and gave them to him. She patted him on the head and said, No doubt you will be more comfortable now. As she turned to go, the astonished kid caught her by the hand, looking up into her face with tears in his eyes, asked her, Are you God? No, said the woman, I am only his child. The boy smiled and said, I knew it all the time. You are some relation of his. We also are relations of his, and we must be children of God.